This is an audio-only version of the video series broadcast on YouTube. If you want to experience Me, Myself, and Die as it was originally intended, search for Me, Myself, and Die on YouTube, Facebook, or Rumble. The playlists for all the seasons of the show can be found there. And now, Me, Myself, and Die. He also does not have any money, so this could be difficult. <laughs> no money, no food, no hope, no friends! What a guy. Hello again, and welcome back to Me, Myself, and Die. I am your intrepid player, your intrepid game master, Trevor Duval. When last we left Simon of Argastan, he had stumbled across an old necromantic temple, and he was curious about going inside because he thought maybe there would be some information about the fate of his parents within. Remember, we know nothing about the fate of his parents. We know that they were taken by a great evil in the woods. That's all we know. So there is a possibility that what he finds out in this temple could, in fact, have something to to do with the fate of his parents. So, he will have to go in. But before he does that, he has to go and find allies in what we hope is a nearby town, because the last time he tried to go in by himself, he got his butt kicked by the undead that were in the main temple area just in the <laughs> in the front door. Luckily, he was saved at the very last minute by the surprise appearance of Mord. Once again, Mord is becoming a very, very primary character. <laughs> It turns out Mord and his chieftain, whose name was Chief Deitch, the two of them had been, by crazy coincidence, stumbling through the woods and encountered Simon as he was blasting backwards, trying not to be chopped alive by these skeletons. They destroyed the skeletons and went on their merry way, which left Simon wounded. He was he took a wound from the skeleton, so he does have to deal with that first of all. But he's going to have to find a settlement and hopefully be able to hire somebody that he can bring with him to explore this strange necromantic temple, which, as I said, he believes has something to do with the death of his parents. So the first thing he's, he's going to need to do is to deal with this wound. Like a lot of things in life, Simon sucks at the healing. Someone in the comments said that uh, Simon uh, really should try a different profession because he's terrible at being an adventurer. True words never spoken, my friend. Nonetheless, he is the adventurer we have, so he's the one we're going to go with. So let's see how Simon manages to heal himself. So he's rolling his skill die, the d4, and the d6 wild die as well. However, he is wounded, which gives him a minus one penalty, and unfortunately, when you are trying to heal yourself, you also take penalties as well. So he's basically rolling minus two. So essentially, he has to explode on this. And does he do it? He does not. I'm going to have to spend a Benny. Wow, look at that first Benny of the game right out of the gate, because this is kind of important for him. He needs to get out of this situation. And look at that. We do, in fact, explode with a four. Thank goodness. A four. Another explode is eight. So nine minus two is seven. That is the success. Each success gets rid of a wound. He is no longer wounded. Whew, thank goodness. So he basically takes a few minutes. It takes about 10 minutes per healing attempt at Savage World. He takes his, his cloak. He rips off some strips. He goes down to a nearby stream, uh, a babbling brook with nice, clear, fresh running, running water. He dips his, his uh, makeshift bandages into the water and begins to uh, clean up the wound and ties off the bandages on his wound. And after a few minutes, is able to get back on his feet. Now, the question is, where is this settlement? And what is this settlement? And how far is it? So the first thing we were going to do uh, from last time was make a knowledge wilderness rule to see if he knows of any settlements in the area that are, are near enough that he can he can get to and hopefully find some hirelings. So he's going to do, once again, this is a Savage World's role, so his knowledge wilderness is also D4. He does have skills that are better than D4. His shooting is D8. His stealth is D8. 
good, but everything else kind of sucks. So he is going to make a knowledge wilderness roll. Look at that. Exploders, both of them, six and four. He does know of a nearby settlement. I will ask the fate chart this. Is it less than a day's travel? Is it like just a few hours away? We're at chaos rank seven now. I'm gonna say it's probably unlikely it's just a few hours away. That would be a little too convenient. And the answer is 79, no it's not. So it is gonna take him the full rest of the day to get to this settlement, which he does know is there. He also does not have any money, so this could be difficult. <laughs> no money, no food, no hope, no friends. What a guy. Our scene is going to open up with Simon making his way through the woods, arriving at this settlement as night has fallen. It's gonna take him the whole rest of the day to do it. We know nothing about the settlement, but I do think it's a good opportunity to ask the fate chart uh, some questions about the settlement. So is the settlement big? Like, is it a, a major town? I doubt it. We've sort of established we're kind of on the frontier here. So I'm gonna say that's very unlikely that it's a big town. 25. In fact, it is a big town. Okay, so it's a large town. I'm gonna go to the Perilous Wilds uh, supplement here now because they have a lot of interesting things to deal with what they call steadings, which are villages, towns, keeps, and cities. So the town, it is booming. Okay, interesting, which is good. That means he'll probably have a much easier time finding someone to help him. What is the name of the town? So I'm going to go to a new supplement for the show. This is called The Book of Random Tables by Matt Davids, and I will put the link in the, uh, in the information section of the show just underneath. I like to just go back and forth be be between a whole bunch of different supplements because I think it's just kind of, I've got years and years and years worth of stuff I've accumulated from all of the games that I've played and ran over the years. So I'm just kind of grabbing stuff at random and going, yeah, like this, I'm gonna use this. This is Random Tables too. He has uh, a whole bunch of stuff in here, one of which is a list of town names. Hundatora, interesting name. Simon comes across this large town. Is it walled? Uh, it is a frontier town, so I'd say that's a, there's a pretty good chance it is in fact walled. We're gonna call that uh, likely. Is it a walled town? 60, yes it is. And because there's walls and because it is at night, there's a gate house, of course there is, and of course there's gonna be guards at the gate. Uh, that just makes perfect sense. So Simon comes up to the gatehouse and the guard immediately hails him. We close the gates at nightfall, stranger. What is your business here? Hello, good man. I merely seek a room for the night. Uh, you have an inn, I trust? Yes, of course we do. It's uh, just off the main square, you can't miss it. I thank you, the guards open up the gates and Simon goes in. It's a large booming town, so there's a lot of people, although it is uh, towards the end of the evening. So he makes his way through the cobblestone streets. Makes sense, the booming town, they would have the money for such things. He makes his way through the cobblestone streets. There's a lot of people going in and out of uh, closing shops, this sort of thing. And up ahead on the very end of the square, he can see the large inn and tavern. That's a foregone conclusion, a large booming town is gonna have a big bustling inn and tavern. The name of which is, we're going to the Book of Random Table Street. The Sailor's Mess. I think that there's a good chance that this is in fact the edge of a sea. Ooh, cool. Potential opportunity for maritime adventures here. Let's ask the fate chart. Is this town of Hundatora, is this on the ocean? Well, the inn is called Sailor's Mess, so I'm gonna say it's uh, somewhat likely that it is in fact on the ocean. 
And the answer is 50, so yes, it is on the ocean. Wow, well, we just op opened up a whole new section of geography here. So Simon comes in, he can smell the salty brine of the sea air uh, coming in off the, off the wharf, and he makes his way down to the docks where the sailor's mess is standing perch. Now, this is a booming town. So that means that there's gonna be a lot of trade here. Presumably the economy is gonna be doing very well. I mean, that's what booming technically means after all. I think it's a very, very high quality inn. Probably can't afford to stay here. <laughs> so he strolls into the sailor's mess. It's a well-kept place, although it is by the docks. And so there is going to be the element of the ruffian about it. So he comes in. Smoke hanging in the air right away. The sound of a band of sort, maybe playing on the the lyre or playing on the uh, the drums. Off in the corner on a small stage, a roaring fire in the hearth. Busy, busy, busy. Lots of people. There's the din of of the crowd as he comes in and uh, makes his way up to the bar, orders himself a drink, and uh, you know pushes his way through the crowd, sitting down, looking to see if there's anybody in the room who might obviously be sort of the persons of ill repute, you know, adventurer types. Scum, like him. Uh, <laughs> is there going to be anybody in the bar that fits the description of people he might be looking for that he could uh, entice to come along with him on this mad, mad venture to go inside the temple? Let's find out. I think it's somewhat likely that there is, in fact, someone here. And we roll a 39. So there is. It's not an extreme, yes, so it's not obvious. Oh, look, yeah, there's a guy I want to hire. But there are uh, people definitely here. He sees one such person and goes up to them. Let's find out who they are. Let's use Une for this. This person is 23. Illogical. 84. A logical brute. <laughs> okay. A logical brute. <laughs> Okay, what else do we know about this person? A helpful, oh, that's good news. Merchant, a logical brute, helpful merchant. This is a big, big, big brutish looking guy, but he's ex exquisitely dressed. He's clearly a well-to-do merchant. He's sitting there, he's, he's eating the finest foods, he's drinking the finest wines from across the sea, but he sees Simon sort of coming through the room and right away, because he's helpful, he says, my friend, my friend, uh, won't you, uh... actually that's a weird voice for a big brutish guy, isn't it? Uh, uh, actually, it's an interesting idea. Yeah, he's a big brutish guy, but he, he's a high talker. He's got the high voice. It's bizarre. It's a very strange thing. My friend, my friend, won't you come and join me? Simon stops and sees this guy there and he's like, uh, yes, of course. I would gladly share a table with you. Yeah, uh, do sit down. Hey, would you care for some wine? Oh, uh, yes, thank you very much, uh, uh, Mr. And his name is going to be 97. North. So what's this guy all about? He introduces himself as North. North the Merchant. He's gonna be helpful, so I don't know if this is actually gonna be a guy that's gonna go with Simon, but he might be able to point Simon in the right direction. Let's find out a little bit about North's motivation here. So the motivation, he wants to pursue. 69, dude, moderation. <laughs> pursue moderation? Well, I think that basically then this guy is in fact not drinking the finest wine. I think he's drinking tea. It's very expensive tea. Perhaps tea is expensive in this part of the world because it comes from across the sea. The tea from across the sea. Yeah, so he's he's actually not uh, he's not drinking wine. Nonetheless, Simon sits down to him. Uh, listen, my friend, uh, I'll come right to the point. I am here because I am looking to uh, furnish an expedition. I'm looking for people that I could hire to come with me on uh, 
well, a bit of an adventure, actually. An adventure? Uh, well, I confess I know very little about such things, uh, but, uh, you know, I do know of some people uh, around here, some people in this very establishment that, uh, well, might be willing to help you. Ah, if you could put a word in for me with them, that would be very helpful. I, uh, I do not uh, possess uh, much persuasive abilities, you see. My, my... Abilities are more confined to the wilderness. Yes, well, that seems apparent. You seem dressed for the part. I mean no disrespect. No, 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 none taken. You're absolutely right. But tell me, if you do know someone in this very establishment, as you say, I would I would pay for the uh, information. Well, who does he point out? He's helpful. And he's, he's already said that he's, you know, he knows somebody here. Let's go back to Une and find out. Ah, yes, well, if you look over there, right by the fire, you shall see... A 29, you shall see a solemn, <laughs> a very solemn person. You shall see a solemn 75 soldier. Ooh. If you look over there, that solemn looking fighting man over there, you'll see his name is Edbert. Ah, yes, uh, I do see him. He looks uh, like he could handle a blade. Uh, yes, yes, he is a soldier by trade, or an ex soldier in any event. Uh, the wars have passed him on, it seems. Well, um, what is he looking for? What is he doing here? What does he want? What is his motivation, you might ask? Oh, uh, yes, yes, uh, Edbert, the soldier. Well, he's looking to, um, operate ghosts. Interesting. Well, to tell you the truth, my friend, Simon, uh, Edbert, uh, what's Edbert all about? He's trying to operate ghosts. What that means to me is that he's trying to control a ghost. He's being haunted. Edbert is a soldier who's being haunted by someone that he killed in battle. And his goal is to purge himself of this haunting. So the reason why Edbert looks so solemn is because he almost never sleeps. And he's sitting there looking very solemn, staring into the fire. You know, long drawn features, large deep circles under his eyes. And he's sitting there staring. And every now and then he seems to notice something around him, or maybe he even whispers, whispers something. He's looking a little sketched out, and he's definitely sitting alone. <laughs> so, Edbert the Solemn Soldier, uh, sitting staring <laughs> into the fire with large dark circles under his eyes, uh, every now and then speaking to something that clearly isn't there. Hmm, Simon thinks. Why not add this particular <laughs> lunatic to my, to my cadre of experiences? Edbert, it is said. Uh, is haunted by the ghost of someone who he slew in combat. I'm not entirely certain what the particulars are, but uh, he is at the moment, as you can see, quite friendless. And uh, as so are you, you might um, you might find some common ground with him. Yes, well, I thank you for that. Um, do you mind if you introduce me to him? Well, Edbert is a bit of a strange one, and he doesn't particularly like to speak to people begs the question what he's doing here in the inn. Nonetheless, uh, please, uh, my friend uh, North, I am, um, I, I would very much appreciate an introduction. If there's anything you could do at all. Well, I suppose I could be convinced. Or persuaded, you might say. But not by Simon, because he's terrible at everything he does. Remember? Remember? <laughs> okay, so Simon is going to try and persuade him to make the introduction on his behalf, but Simon sucks. He's rolling at a minus two because he doesn't have the skill. No, I'm afraid uh, uh, North says yes. <laughs> I would normally help you, my outsider friend, my uh, 
travel-stained companion. However, Edbert is somewhat on edge, and uh, if you speak to him the wrong way, he... Well, he's somewhat volatile. I would just say, I'll be very careful when you uh, approach him. Well, that's good advice. I will do just that. So Simon makes his way over to Edward. He can see Edward sitting there sort of, you know, twitching, twitching a little bit every now and then. Weird. So, <laughs> what I want to know is, before we go too much farther with this encounter with Edward, I just want to know what his basic power level is. Is he uh, as strong as Simon? Is he less strong than Simon? That whole thing. 56. So he's comparable to Simon. So he's gonna be he's gonna be fairly decent at what he does, but not awesome at virtually anything else. So he's a soldier. So his fighting is gonna be really great. I'm just gonna give him sort of a fighting of D8. He's um he's not bad at all. Simon pushes his way through the crowd, going up to Edward, who's sitting there staring at the fire. Hello, my friend. Might I join you? Edward looks up to him. Now, Edward, we know already is not particularly liable to speak to somebody here. He's not very social. Uh, and Simon, oh, Simon also has minus two charisma because he, he sucks so bad because he's an outsider, so he failed that roll <laughs> even worse. So Edward kind of looks up at him. He's strong, he's vigorous, uh, but he's he's really quite sleepless. So I, 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 I'm gonna give him a different accent just to differentiate him. I, I, I think uh, it, might be, it might be fine if he's Irish. Why not? Sleepless Irish bugger. <laughs> Excuse me, my friend, uh, might I join you? You might. But I don't know why you'd want to do that. <laughs> well, um, <clears throat> to tell you the truth, I have a bit of a business proposition. The merchant over there north, he uh, has pointed out that you are in need of certain services that deal with um, the undead. That merchant best watch the next time he runs his tongue like that. Uh, yes, well, I bring this up because as it turns out, I am in the midst of exploring a... Uh, an ancient ruin in the woods. A ruin that uh, might directly have something to do with uh, your particular issue, your haunting. I don't think there's anything you could do for me, my friend. Uh, yes, well, uh, I'm not entirely sure about that either. But the place I'm going to was a an ancient temple to a necromancer. It's possible that we could find information there that might help you rid yourself of this ghost, whoever it is. What do you say to that? I think that Simon has probably hit upon the one thing that Edbert would actually listen to because his, his sort of eyes perk up, you know, at the at the prospect. He's he's trying to get rid of this ghost. So I think that this crazy long shot of this this outsider, this this wilderness dude walking in and saying, "Hey, I'm going to this place where there might be a chance of of finding some way to rid you of this haunting." I think it's a long shot, but I think Edbert might actually be willing to take that that long shot. So let's find out, uh, what's the odds that Edward is even gonna be amenable to this at all? Originally I was gonna say it's probably unlikely because he's kind of antisocial, but because Simon has said this specific thing that deals with the ghost that's haunting him, I'm going to increase that to very likely. So it's very likely that Edward ex- 08, extreme yes, okay. I'll do it, I'll go with you. What was your name again? Ah, forgive me, a Simon of Augustan. Simon. I'm Edbert. You don't need to know my last name. Right. When are we going? Well, I was hoping to procure some other mercenaries before we set out. I don't think that's necessary. You and I can do it. I think Edbert might be really driven now. Is he, is he super driven to do this? I think it's somewhat likely, but he's super driven to go. Yes. There's no need for anybody else. You and I can take care of this. You should know, Edbert, that the 
temple itself is guarded by the very denizens that the necromancer was uh, experimenting with. I myself was driven out by three animated skeletons, probably acolytes of uh, the priesthood that used to serve there. They're I'm guessing will definitely be more dangerous within, and it could behoove us to have some sort of priest, someone with the powers who could turn such such creatures away. Well, are you a man of faith? We've sort of established that, that Simon is sort of a man of faith himself. Yes, I accept the gods into my heart, all of them, and strive to do their will when I can, but I cannot call upon their powers. I think he's just got to try and convince them. Edward wants to go. Edward wants to go, like, now. I think he's his interest is perked. He wants to get up and go, pack his stuff, and get out of here first thing in the morning. But Simon's trying to convince him. Otherwise, does Simon convince him to stay? This is going to be a, another persuade roll, which he sucks at. Persuade is at minus two. <laughs> Listen, if you know something about how to get rid of hauntings, then I don't want to wait around for any priests. We should go, the two of us, first light. Very well, Edward. We will set out in the morning. I assure you, we will go. But just give me the evening to try and find someone else. You can spend your last evening here however you like. I'm going to finish this drink and go to bed. And in the morning, I will see you outside the front door. Right? Yes. Right. I assure you. And then Edward goes back to staring into the flames, twitching. <laughs> so Simon now does not have a lot of time to find somebody else to try and help him. What are the odds that there is a priest who is able to help him here in the tavern? Let's ask the fate chart. It is, I'm going to say it's very unlikely that there happens to be a priest available. 60, there is not. So, um... I think he's going to have to try and find a temple in town and try and procure the services of someone there. So, is there a temple in town? It's a booming town, on the sea, trade town. There's definitely going to be some sort of uh, temple. I've established kind of in the back in the background a little bit that this, this world that we're in here is a polytheistic world, so there are many deities. I don't know anything about them at this point. But we're going to assume that there are uh, a handful of temples in this booming town. Probably God. Uh, there's a god of the sea. There'd definitely be a god of trade here. Uh, but there might be a god of something else here. But there's, the point is there's going to be a temple that he can go to to try and see if he can hire one of their their priests or even even one of their acolytes to come with him uh yes there is definitely a temple in town so we we know that there is a temple to the sea god and that there's a temple to the merchant god but is there a temple maybe to like uh, a warrior god of some sort that would be really helpful if there was uh is there a temple to a warrior god I'm going to say it's probably unlikely. We've already got two temples in a booming town. It makes sense. A warrior god in this town, eh, it's possible, but I'm going to say it's unlikely. Is there a temple to that? And we roll 57. It was 55, so no. So he's going to have to make do with one of the acolytes from the merchant uh, god or from the sea god. So he goes to the temple of the sea god. Well, what do we know about the sea god? First of all, is it a god or a goddess? One to three, it's a god. It is, in fact, a god. The sea god is a god of maritime trade, the weather. That's going to be a big thing for a sea god. And like protection of sailors. 
So, because this is called the Sailor's Mess, um, and because it's right on the docks, it's a very good chance that the Temple of the Sea God is right there. In fact, I'm not even gonna roll, because it just makes sense. That's where the Temple of the Sea God would be, is right at the edge of the sea. So, Simon makes his way out into the night. There's a chill wind blowing in off of the, the ocean. He doesn't have any time to do this, because he's already uh, failed his persuasion roll to Edbert, so they have to leave first thing in the morning. Simon walks into the temple, and I, I'm, I'm picturing a large, blue-green stone altar at the end of a large hall. The hall is sort of a dome. Actually, it's not an altar exactly, it's a pool. It's a rippling uh, aquamarine pool carved out of a blue-green stone, uh, and there's a couple of junior priests tending the pool right now, saying prayers over it. I think there's a good chance there is a handful of sailors who are also there, sort of kneeling in, in a circle all around this large pool. There is a couple of priests who are leading individual prayers for these sailors, and uh, this is the scene that Simon walks in on. As he comes up, is there a is there a priest who is currently unoccupied with one of the sailors? Um, I'd say that's somewhat likely. 91. There is not. So all of the priests are currently <laughs> with the sailors. So he has to sit there and wait. Very, you know, he sort of, he, he kneels down. He is a bit of a pious guy. We established that in the introduction uh, to the series. So he kneels down be, be, beside the sailors. He doesn't have any particular connection with the, with the sea, but he does, as we've just determined, he does hold and respect all of the gods in his heart. So he observes the various religious rituals that the, that the priests and the, and the sailors are doing. The crucial thing here is, does he get a chance to speak to one of these priests that he can hopefully hire before they basically close up for the night? Let's find, let's find out. I think it's, um, I think it's 50-50 here. Zero four, extreme yes, perfect. As it turns out, the priests quite quickly uh, wrap up their various one-on-one -on -one ministrations to their flock, uh, or their school, I guess. It wouldn't be a flock of sheep, school of fish. <laughs> and yeah, the sailors get up and make their way out into the night, leaving Simon alone with a, a couple of the priests, actually, and he stands up. Excuse me, my name is Simon of Augustan. I am not an adherent of your uh, sea god here. Uh, whose name? What is the name of the sea god? That's a good question. Let's get something interesting. Morgus, god of the sea. Forgive me, Father, I am uh, not intimately familiar with the worship of Morgus, but uh, I was hoping that uh, one of your priests, perhaps a junior priest, would be available for hire to uh, come with me on a mission of some import. It deals with the purging of the undead. Well, do they have anyone available, perhaps a junior acolyte that is looking for experience to get out there? It's probably unlikely, frankly. I think I think that they have other things to tend to besides like hiring out their junior <laughs> priest to whatever adventurer comes along. But you know, there's a chance. So do they have anybody available 74? They do not, unfortunately. So after a brief conversation with the priests, uh, the priests kind of look at them and, and you know, shake their head. I am sorry, uh, my friend, but um, there is no one available for such a mission at this time, but I wish you the best of luck. And unfortunately, he's got to leave empty-handed. He goes back to the inn, secures rooms for the night that allows him to sleep, and the next morning, he wakes up. He and Edbert, who is sitting there outside the, outside the inn, sort of still kind of twitching, twitching to himself every now and then, still dark circles under his eyes. He clearly hasn't slept at all. Um, he sits there, and as soon as Simon comes down the stairs through the common room and out the door into the street, Edward stands. Right, are you ready to go? Because I am. Yes. Unfortunately, I was not able to procure the services of a holy man, so we'll be going in on our own. Are you certain you want to do this? Yes, as I said, 
I am eager to find out what these necromancers might have known. If that can help me, maybe can help you. Why are we wasting time? Right. Well, I would have preferred to have some more time to find some other hirelings, but since you seem adamant, very well, let us uh, get on our way. And that will conclude this scene. He f- uh, goes to the town of Hundatora and hires Edbert, Haunted Soldier. Characters, Edbert the Haunted Soldier. And we know that there is a merchant, a helpful merchant named North. There is a new thread as well. So he is, he's found allies for his exploration, although not the ones he wanted to. I'm gonna add the thread as well of exercise Ed, Edbert's ghost. And the chaos factor, Simon was, um, I think he was largely in control that time. He didn't get everything he wanted, but he did get some. So I'm just going to have it come back down to six. So he is now, the next morning, with Edbert, setting out from the town of Hundatora, and they are going back into the mountain wilderness to go back to the Temple of Thuazan, I just gave it that name, in order to plunder it and seek answers for both Edbert and Simon. What will they find? We shall find out together next time on Me, Myself, and Die.